0: Welcome to Death Row.
1: Like we always do about this time. Ha ha ha! I'm gonna fight your
0: fucking ass! You don't got, you're playing touch butt with that dork in the park. Ah, uh, there's a little snake in the grass. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. No, fucking Jesus, people. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody.
1: Hey, pussy, are you still so there?
0: I'm back. Who the fuck is that guy? Break out the red panties. Well, rich baby.
1: Welcome to the MMA 4 Money Show episode 46. In this show, we will review UFC 251, the massive pay review that it was, and preview UFC on ESPN 13, Cater vs. Ige, but that's not all. We will also be going over UFC on ESPN Plus, Figure 8 vs. Benavidez 2. I am Bob Voss, your favorite garbage man at MMA State of Mind. I am here with Mike Cobenhaver. You can find him at Don't Cope Just Win on Twitter. Also follow the show at MMA 4 Money Show. Mike, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. Just happy to be here with you to talk about two epic UFCs that are coming
0: in a row. After last week, uh, wasn't so bright, but uh, that UFC card wasn't either, so I can't blame myself or you. Either way, I uh, can't wait for these next two and to see what uh, what
1: comes about. Well, it's a Wednesday, so you know what that means. The MMA for Money show is here. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocketcast, the RSSV. We are also on YouTube, both full-length shows as well as tiny tidbits to get your quick fix. So please subscribe to Never Miss a Show. And obviously, as you are telling, if you're watching this on YouTube, we are finally starting to roll out our video, starting with our Gustavo Lopez interview last week. By all means, check that if you have not. You get to see our bright, shiny faces as well as Gustavo and more guests coming down the pipeline. So like, comment, and share to spread the word. We're going to jump right into UFC 251. But you know what? We have so many cards to go over. We are going to do quick results and we'll spend a little bit more time on the main card for all three cards. Otherwise, this is going to be a two-hour podcast. No one wants to listen to that. You know what? We don't want to speak that long about it. So UFC 251 had Martin Day was minus 170 versus Davy Grant plus 150. Grant got a KO left hook round three. Um, Car- Carol Rosa Got a unanimous decision over Vanessa Mello. Rulin Paiva, minus 175. Got the unanimous decision over Zumagalov. Marcin Tabura got the unanimous decision in a not exciting fight. Well, this kind of card was a little bit full of them. Uh, Leandro Santo, Leonardo so, Santos, sorry. Uh, got the unanimous decision over Bogatov. Makwanamir got the early first round anaconda choke over Dan Henry. Eliza Zaleski Dos Santos or eds as we call him lost a split decision to muslim selikov not sure i agree with that one um and then this is the first one we're actually going to go over go over Vulcan ozdemir got himself brutally knocked out in the second round by i'm i was calling it Jiri, but i'm hearing more and more it's yuri prokazka who was a plus 140 underdog it was a close fight in the early goings with yuri showing a lot of disrespect for no time but landing early and often and just put the lights out with a heavy heavy overhand right to the side of Ozdemir's head and he went down basically like a sack of potatoes Mike how'd you like this finish and just all around on this fight
0: oh man this one was super exciting this Yuri uh, Puchaska, or however you say it is is really really exciting to see him do what he did in that humidity out there uh, for being a bigger guy and the movement he was doing and the explosiveness I'm really excited to see this guy, especially, you know, um, not over in Fight Island because it doesn't look uh, very fun at all. It looks quite brutal. Uh, I think it's going to throw off a lot of our betting here in the future. Uh, Cardio endurance and endurance is is just going to be so huge in this and uh, it's going to play a big factor. So it's going to definitely factor in on our bets coming in the future.
1: In the first fight of this come to find out massive pay-per-view they're now estimating at 1.3 million pay-per-view buys which is just utterly astounding to me um Paige Van Zandt got herself first round armbarred by Amanda Rebus I mean Renarus was a huge favorite for a good reason um Van Zandt landed like a strike uh, Rebus hey, got hey, we
0: said we said inside distance you know
1: that's uh-huh. we looked at remember plus oh, it was 100 yeah, we were, if I would have bet that one, I would have gone for it. I really would have, in hindsight, like, I think I remember looking at even round one, but I'm like, no, that's, that's being too overconfident. But I mean, that, that we one would knew have out was going to get
0: killed, but it was the negative 900. We couldn't do anything with, mm-hmm. but we did talk, we called out that plus 100 inside distance. That was about all the value was on uh, Amanda Rebus, but her performance was amazing. The armbar was clean. Um, I, Peter and Zant did actually a decent job for the, the little bit. She survived. I'll give her that.
1: Well, and one hard thing, as we talk about on this show, we're not huge on props. We give them out very rarely. Um, we actually have a pretty good rating going for them because we give them out so rarely. It's only when we're super confident, and I don't know. You never know with some of these fights. Like this is just this is the fight where Amanda Rebus is overly dominant, but doesn't get the finish like it like the first time uh when Paige van zandt fought rose who we're going to talk about next how she just kept surviving and surviving and surviving and surviving it's like that could have happened here it didn't but for all those people that said Paige van zandt had value of the plus 600 that didn't quite hit <laughs> yeah no there, there was no value and her, her face got bloodied up uh next up was our first of two heartbreaking losses and i say heartbreaking Ooh. not necessarily because they were too overly close of the two this one was the closest Rose Namajunas uh, wins the split decision. I I thought she won clearly. Twenty nine, twenty eight. I did give Andrade the third. The second was getting closer, but I still think uh, Rose pulled it off. Uh, the judge the judge that gave Andrade the first and third round. I find that a little disturbing and confusing. But this is one of the few times where I and I I never thought I'd be saying this that I wish this one was five rounds because I think Andrade would have won a five round fight. I never would have guessed that would have been her versus Rose would ever favor her in a five-round fight let alone the first time through but I guess this one did like how'd you feel about this fight how and I did do that I think it was competitive and Andrade came to fight like she if for the underdog she was she definitely had the value because it was close and she had some big spots
0: yeah I certainly agree to that I mean I'm really upset with her game plan in the sense of she came so hard in round three and so if she had that in round three, then why didn't you come forward that much and throw bombs in round one and two, you know? So it was uh, it was a little disappointing in the sense. But I mean, remember, she's an underdog. She gave us a fight for, uh, you know, the money that we threw down on her. The line was off, in my opinion. I would do it again in the sense of uh, I just thought it was off. So, I mean, it is what it is. You move on from that and uh, you, respect to Rose. But she, she, you know, five round fight, she would have got bloodied up even lot more and she
1: would have quit for sure. But it was three. You can't you can't
0: take anything from Rose. So it was a great
1: performance. Well, and you have to give her credit because obviously she was, she was plus one eighty. That's what we better at. So. She came for the finish, and she got close. She rocked uh, Rose a few times, um, sealed up that eye uh, pretty badly uh, in the third round, but landed some and had her rocked at least in the first round, at least Rose did a stutter step. So she went for your money. Uh, so this plus 180, I mean, this is about what she was with her first fight when she finished her. So it's like she she came for the finish. And actually, guess one more question, Mike, about this fight. Do you think that she was going so easy at the because she didn't want to gas out since she's so notorious for gassing out. Yeah,
0: quite possibly, but it seems like momentum just runs downhill and that once the fighter sees the other fighter kind of breaking, uh, that's when they really start like piling it on and piling it on and it didn't happen until the third round. So I, I don't know if it was she was saving it or if it just was the moment of Rose kind of quitting came in the third round after she saw some blood on her face and a little bit of dripping. So... Uh, it was what it was, man. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I would have
1: shit bricks, uh, you know, putting my money on Rose and being in that third round. Oh, no, I, absolutely. And, like, if you would have told me that this was a 29 28 for Rose, I would have believed you. But now, if you would have told me that Rose won the first two and Andraj won the third, I. Not sure I would have believed you. So e- either way, she, she fought for our money. So I'll give her that. So that was minus one unit, but she went for it. Next up, Peter Yan was a big favorite. My 225. He TKO with ground and pound Jose Aldo in the fifth round. Jose Aldo actually looked pretty good. Um, he was landing some vicious body shots in the third round and i think clearly won that round was getting closer in the second really took in the third was actually throwing leg kicks which he hasn't done in a very very long time and it just seemed that once jan started pouring it on in the early goings of the fourth all the way through that round the fight was basically over and late 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 stoppage with aldo getting just pummeled over and over and over again as he was uh below jan in that last round before they finally called it mike thoughts on this fight i think in hindsight we both picked jan but said aldo would be competitive which he turned out being
0: yeah man i mean uh jose aldo looks super impressive uh he his body looked really good he looked uh really strong in the first two rounds i i was like wow i mean he implemented a game plan we haven't seen in a long time which were those famous aldo leg kicks i've been asking and screaming for those kicks for the last like five plus fights i i really don't understand why he doesn't kick more even uh, versus peter he he still didn't kick enough but he uh he definitely did a great job but uh peter did a great job um implementing his game plan and kind of holding his gas tank till the round three, four, and five, knowing it was a five-round championship fight. I was super impressed with the fact that he could uh, reserve that versus such a legend as Aldo. I mean, Aldo was swinging some haymakers, man, and he meant business in there. And uh, so uh, Peter on looked really good, and it just uh, get, gets us a better uh, odds on Aljamain Sterling.
1: absolutely agree with that. I hope that is the next fight that gets made because we will both be on Joe and that will be a very closely aligned fight uh, judging by how much people are on the Yan Hype train at the moment. Now, in the Komain event, this is the second of the three title fights. Alexander Volkanovsky... We're actually on video, so I could do this. One... <laughs> the, for those who listen to that I actually did parentheses there uh, Volkanovsky got the decision there but I think in this case Holloway was absolutely robbed I thought it was a clear lost him in their first fight close but Volkanovski winning this one I thought it was a clear three rounds to two for Max Holloway he looked fantastic he was really targeting that body he took away the early leg kicks from Volkanovsky, looked fantastic in the early portion of that fight I'm a little bit shocked, and I feel terrible because it was an immediate rematch. We knew that Max would be able to catch up, I guess, as it were. He'd be able to make adjustments, but this is so fast after the initial fight that he wasn't able to make nearly the adjustment adjustments, let alone how his training situation was. I don't believe for a minute that he did all his training via Zoom. I just know that the penalties in Hawaii for breaking the rules on uh, social distancing and being with large groups of people is pretty severe. I believe it's a $1,200 fine for if they find you with too big of a group of people and he's not going to pay that, so thus the Zoom rumors. But he looked phenomenal here, and I just feel so bad because you lost twice to the current champ even though so many people like if you go back i i don't always do this but we've brought it up before in past goings of this show the uh and made decisions website is a great thing to check out obviously welcome obviously one via split decision but if you go down the utter vast majority of media scorecards had it for holloway like three quarters of the scorecards had it for max holloway at the 48 47 that's the way they went i don't know it's rough um not, there's no way they're going to do another immediate rematch because he's lost the first two, so he's going to have to win something. But, man, I, I don't know. You feel you feel bad for Max because the first one was close, and I thought he won this one, and now he's kind of in no man's land. Mike, how did you score this fight? How did you see just the fight in general? And I guess where you see both these guys going after this. Man, I absolutely hate MMA
0: judging. These Some of these guys are absolute garbage. I mean, I, I, I've been we've been a Max fan for a long time. I have I try to have an open mind all the time when I throw down a bet. And if I lose one, I, I'm like, man, you were super biased and you need to open up your mind to that fighter being better than you thought they were. And I did that with uh, uh, Volkanovski. I, I, I bet Max the first time on the show. I, I died with my boy because Volkanovski did a great job in that first fight. I clearly thought he won it, and I was I was biased watching um, as Max a Max fan and a better. And so this time I said that Volkanovski was going to win, um, and I didn't like the fight for Max, and I just didn't like it in general. And so I was pissed off that I didn't back my boy more for the rematch because I, I really believed that Volkanovski, I thought he was that good so max comes in here and shows us a great performance literally amazing i had him up the first three rounds pretty much i think it was um and then volkanovsky did look really really good in the championship rounds and so i told my friends at the party that day that you know you watch this shit dude that the judges you never trust the judges and you it, this is um a championship fight and you got to come and you got to beat the champion at times And so if you're not winning the fifth round in a close fight, they're going to give it to the the other guy a lot of the times. And so I I was super upset for Max in the sense of I thought he won that fight clearly. Everyone else did too, but certainly not one of those crooked judges. And uh, I don't know why he didn't see it the way we did. I would have sure loved to see Max get his belt back and then we could have saw a trilogy uh, and it just would have been an amazing thing down the way. It's still going to be amazing. Hopefully they fight again, but the chances are, are slimmer and slimmer, you know. I don't know if I
1: said this uh, after the first fight. Um, More and more, I am very much getting opposed to immediate rematches when it comes to title fights. I normally don't think there's enough time. Like, I I remember saying when they made this uh, immediate rematch, I wasn't a fan of it, mainly for Max. I didn't think he had enough time to shorten up the gaps, but he was, which is the crazy part. But I'm officially, and I probably will say it, here on out unless it's like an utter fluke something crazy happened like an eye eye poke dq or whatever if it's an immediate rematch i'm pretty much from here on out just going to be against it i don't think it ever goes well i think it takes away from good build-up and i know the worry is that the person's going to fight someone else next and they might lose again and then you won't get the rematch but how great would it have been if volkanovsky beats max the first time and then max fights Someone will talk about uh, later tonight, like like Danny Gay, and gets a win, and then comes back with a win, with that confidence back, a time to like practice out and shorten up any shortcomings he may or may not have had in that first fight. I think it would make for a better fight. Um, I don't know. I'm, I feel bad for Max because like I, I don't know why I always feel the need to justify it, but we have. Like, if you're going to design a fighter that is this type of style that we like, the the volume striker that can fight from both stances and really digs at the body and has good head movement. Like, is it the type of fighter that we love other than maybe a little bit more knockout? Yeah. Great takedown. Oh, amazing. When he gets in the wizard, he just like it's just a dead stop. It's it's so impressive. I don't know, man. It's rough. I walk away from this worried for Max because I mean I know he's only 28 but he's got a lot of miles on him and when he first when he went up to 155 against Poirier it did not go well and I know Poirier is one of the top guys uh, at 155 but I wish Max could stay at 45 and I wish he saw his belt right now because I think he should um from one sad fight to another this was just a long long fight card man it was enough decisions and when you have three title fights that almost all go to decision obviously the Yan versus Aldo didn't quite get there but the main event which was the main buzz for this pay-per-view I don't care what anyone says it was 100% boring, Masvidal but it was yeah 100% boring um, Usman clear decision you're not going to hear any argument from me the only argument I'll give is anyone says that he won clear across the board I thought uh, Masvidal won that first round um, I think with more of a training camp he like a normal training camp, he could have won more rounds. Would he have won? I don't know. But I just think he would have had more. I, it just seemed to me anytime he was put in the clinch or something like that, he was playing so much defense and not trying not to exude too much energy so he would have enough to last the whole fight, that if he had more energy in the early goings, he'd be able to pour it on more and possibly hurt Usman or maybe later in the fight. I, I don't know. But uh, obviously we had a bet on Masvidal mainly because... If he was going to win a title, it was going to be coming off the trajectory he was on. The amount of confidence, the amount of everything. It's there like, it was such a build to it. It's like, this is when it was going to happen. And it didn't, but, I mean, Moswell's not going anywhere, especially with how big that pay-per-view was and being on the cover of the video game and all that stuff. But, I don't know, just a long, boring, sad fight. So, kudos to Usman. There's very few guys at welterweight that I would pick to beat him. I just thought, given the night... And where Masvidal was at mentally, that there was a chance. Especially for that those ridiculous... We ha- we got him at plus 245, which I think is ridiculous. And the fight is much closer than that. So value-wise, I still think that was uh, the right side for that extreme amount. I thought Usman probably should have been well under minus 200 favorite, but I will. So Mike, thoughts on this main event? I know if you can't tell by my tone, it's very... Uh, sad and melancholy and, and I'll, I'll cheer myself up for the the, the remainder of the cards we're going to go over but i'm going to pass it to mike while i console myself
0: yeah man i mean uh, this fight uh, i was so excited for and I, I guess i shouldn't have been so excited for it I'm coming off six days but uh, you know uzman obviously he's good he's a champion you know but he's boring as fuck i i don't care what anybody says you can at me you know yeah he's a champion yeah he's done it x amount of times cool dude you're not entertaining you're not a fighter we're fighting i i this i know that you're trying to like pad your record and keep it good and win and that's the goal of course you get paid more but dude you're not gonna draw pay-per-views you did not you're not responsible for all the pay-per-views that were drawn George Masvidal is the reason why we hit over a million buys, supposedly. And and yeah, you can argue until you're I'm blue in the face, or you're blue in the face,
1: but that's the facts, you know. Um, even who's uh, better, was, cut Masvidal a check because since he is the defending champion, he's for sure the one to get pay per view points. Obviously, I think Masvidal got some too, but this is going to be his biggest payday by far. He should so, get him a little bit off the top.
0: It, it it definitely should and so it is what it is man i don't want to uh, sound like like i'm just bitter of the loss it, it just it wasn't just a loss you know it just is the fact of uh i, I like watching good fights everyone at my house and the, at the party that night uh we weren't excited after that fight you know not like we were excited after a diaz the diaz upset versus conor mcgregor number one uh you know rousey getting knocked out by home same thing uh you know there's there's moments when you're just with people and you have you're celebrating and everything's cool and like wow that knockout was awesome, um, you know Usman stomping Masvidal's toes as the most damaging thing that in that fight
1: it was not awesome so you can blow me. Sorry, it always reminds me when you bring up the uh, Holly Holm versus Ronda Rousey fight that I was so excited and going in that fight I had so much on uh on Ronda on that fight like inside the distance and stuff and but then i was so upset when the fight ended like freaking out but then i remembered that the price on under one and a half was cheaper so i went with that and the fight ended under one and a half so I, nice. I, made that, I made that by the skin of my teeth and then variable odds but so if you, if you didn't get that from us uh speaking earlier reported this did 1.3 million buys which is even bigger than conor mcgregor's last fight uh Honestly, probably the biggest fight they could make right now is Masvidal versus Conor McGregor. I don't know if they'll do it. Uh, it makes sense. They could both fight at 55, 70, pretty much wherever. Um, and that's just a straight cash grab. Like pretty much after that, Masvidal can sail off, And that could be him defending the BMF title if you really want to attach a title to it may to have it be a main event and all that jazz. But moving on, um, we are just going to do quick picks for... I mean, this is UFC on ESPN 13, uh, Kato vs. Ege for, well, tonight. Um, we have briefly gone over some of them before. We're going to go more in-depth on the main card. Uh, we have given you a bet last week for this one since this is coming out so late, but we do have a second one. We'll try to pump that out one out on Twitter so you guys can all get that. We're going to do quick picks for everything leading into the main card, break down more of the main card, and then we will do the same for this Saturday's fight. Although we are going to skip one, uh, and that's just because the first fight is listed as a heavyweight fight versus uh, from Jorge Gonzalez versus Kenneth Berg, but I am like 90% sure that I saw today that that fight is canceled because Kenneth Berg didn't even weigh in. So those odds were plus 135 for Gonzalez, minus 155 for Berg. I doubt they're going to get replacements, a low-level heavyweight fight. So we're going to move on. (laughs) uh aaron phillips plus 520 versus jack shore minus 740 this seems like an utterly simple setup match for me uh jack shore opened much lower but has just been getting steamed and steamed and steamed steamed. he seems like a guy the ufc likes and has it brought in and basically just has this fight on a platter so usually when it looks like that that's what it is so i'm picking jack shore mike shore versus phillips Oh, Jack Short's
0: gonna absolutely demolish this guy. Um, I, I think he's most likely gonna take him down and smash him, and submit him. But uh, he can do anything he wants to him. I, it, that's why the line has been the line has been steamed. Um, I haven't checked the inside of the distance or the submission props on that. They probably don't even have them yet because uh, they've been slacking on everything. But I, Jack Short's gonna just absolutely
1: dismantle this guy, and it's just a terrible, terrible match. Sorry, I'm trying to get you guys the. There we go. Sorry, wasn't opening up for some reason, but the Jack Shore wins. Inside the distance is minus two thirty-five, so oh, quite a bit lower than gross. it was, yeah, but not crazy. <laughs> um, submission is minus one forty, and TKO is plus three hundred. He's likely going to get the sub though. That's why. Yeah. That is, is. But but minus one forty-five is much better. But that's a very very specific prop for something like this. Uh, next up, Liana jojua apologize for that brutal pronunciation she's currently plus 170 but i'm gonna list this whole fight and then i'm gonna make a comment on the odds here before i make a pick uh she's plus 170 versus diana Belbita is minus 200 this is a low level wma fight and when we first went over this fight briefly or at least mentioned it on last week's uh breakdown it was a pickup it was minus 110 to minus 110 so in that scenario typically what happens is there's some action on one side and then people see the action on one side so then they just start throwing it in parlays so i have no money on this fight whatsoever but if i had to go i would go with the dog so i guess i would go with liana juju at the plus 170 but no further insight from me on that one I might get anything from this first the wma fight of the night
0: um, I, I don't have like anything crazy, but in the sense of toughness, uh, Delbita is just way tougher than uh, Jojua. Jojua let Sarah Marias kind of do whatever she wanted with her. Um, I, I thought that was crazy because Sarah Marias you know, standing is not anything special. So if Sarah Marais is teeing off on you or punching your face or, and happy about it when she likes to be on the ground, it, it's, uh, you know, she's. Not that good. So, I think Dalbita could actually win a three-round decision. I think that that's the best bet um,
1: for her. Next up, Jared Gordon is a minus 145 underdog versus Chris Fishgold plus 120. Many people have heard of this fight because Jared Gordon's entire corner has tested positive for COVID and will not be there. But... You got some great people like the Irish Dragon himself, who is doing commentary, is hopping in. He's going to be his corner man for this fight. Uh, Gordon should win regardless. Fishgold likes to get taken down and subbed, and Gordon should be able to do that with his wrestling, provided that he doesn't just decide to stand and bang. So I'm going to go with Gordon regardless of the massive change in his corner. Mike, anything specific for Gordon versus Fishgold?
0: Uh, I mean, if if Jordan can get him down on the ground, I think that he'll have a great chance at uh, using his jiu-jitsu game. But uh, I don't trust his striking in that sense. So he can seriously get caught. So I I don't like this fight at all. But I, I would pick Gordon.
1: My apologies for first reading his name. It's Jared Gordon. I don't know why I went Jordan. I'm combining the two names of Gordon and Jared into a one singular name, which honestly makes the, it shorter the, and easier to the go. The only Gordon that matters
0: <laughs> is Jeff Gordon, number 24, NASCAR. That's the only... Gordon, see, see since you since you trained Jiu-Jitsu, I thought you were going to go Gordon Ryan. I, was, nah, I wasn't sure. Well, I, well, the, well, we're talking about last name Gordon, I guess. Okay, okay gotcha, yeah, gotcha. So, well, Gordon right, Ryan
1: next, was amazing. Next up, bear with me on these pronunciations. Huh. Modestus Bukaskus. There we go. He is a minus 170 favorite, but that's not it. He opened it at minus 265. So it has just someone has some serious money on the underdog here the underdog being andreas michaelitis plus 150 that is a gigantic swing uh, i don't know of the storyline going into this fight but the huge swing has me start looking more towards the underdog but since there's so much action on the underdog it must makes me lean the favorite so i don't know uh i have recollections of watching uh, Bukaskis fight. So that's the way I'm going to go. Don't trust this for a pick with any kind of money involved. But fair warning, I do not recall too much of these guys' fights. But a lot of fights going on. Just a quick pick. So Mike, what do you have for Bukaskis versus Uh, Just
0: a quick pick. I'll go with uh, Modestus.
1: Next up, Ricardo Ramos. I like Ricardo Ramos. Minus 160 versus Laren Murphy. Lo- let me. I think I typed this out wrong. Let me quick double check. <laughs> it l- almost l- looks like Lauren Murphy. I know, and that's what's messing with me because I was saying Lauren, Larone, yeah, Laren? Laron, Lerone. Lerone? Lerone? Laroni? Uh Let's just go with this last thing, Murphy. <laughs> Uh, Murphy is a plus 140 underdog. I actually really like Ricardo Ramos here. Um, 160 is kind of about maybe a little bit outside the range. I would normally like to pick for him. So I have him as a pick there, not any certain amount of money towards it. But I, I like Ramos here. Mike. Yeah,
0: I, I think that uh, Ramos is going to roll here and teach. He's got just a little bit too much experience.
1: John Phillips is a huge plus 300 underdog versus Kazmat, Chimaev, Chimaev kamaev <laughs> uh, who is minus 360 uh, i think uh, kamaev is actually gonna get, get a finish here and get a sub john phillips likes to get subbed kamaev's good at subbing i'll go with that but huge favorite so i mean unless you want a little top round of parlay piece i got nothing going on there mike kamaev versus that, phillips
0: i think Kamaev's gonna be able to take him down and submit him
1: uh, pretty easily now we're gonna go a little bit more in depth for this main card. At least most of them. <laughs> we actually have two bets on this main card. We already gave out one. We're gonna have a second. But first off, we're gonna talk about Abdul Razak Al Hassan minus three thirty versus Monir Lazaz plus two seventy. Al Hassan is fresh off. Um, how do I put this delicately? Legal issues, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he's fighting. He's fighting again, and. Uh, He should roll here. Uh, I mean, this is, I would tell you what inside the distance is, but I could only imagine it's just as steam probably about equivalent to what he is straight. Because I would have, yeah, it's minus 270 to win inside the distance. TKO is minus 215. So yeah, he's going to bulldoze this guy, uh, in my opinion, even outside of the odds. Uh, I think he's got a lot of pent up uh, rage and aggression that he's going to unleash in and around L'Azez face so um I thought throw him in there uh, too too steep for any type of parlay piece and way too steep for straight especially for as low level of a fight as this is in general um Mike anything more specific or more in depth for Alhazan versus L'Azez
0: I mean, I feel really bad for Lazeez. I mean, he's a decent prospect. I mean, he doesn't have that many fights, and nor has he fought much competition. And you're just going to get thrown in here with Al Hassan, who's got amazing hips. I mean, his striking's really good, and his jiu-jitsu is well-rounded. I mean, it couldn't, it literally couldn't be any worse. I, I just think that Al Hassan should do anything he wants to the to the newcomer, even though that there should be a little reach a disadvantage.
1: Next up meatball molly mccann yes that is still meatball. her nickname Meat, meatball. This, <laughs> this is another one of those fights that was a pickem when we first went over this last week but now some steam has come in on the meatball she's minus 150 versus talia santos plus 130 i thought this was going to be a close decision leaning towards uh, mccann but i don't know i can't really trust her any pretty much any um favorable odds because i i just don't think she's that good of a fighter but uh she should win here um so i guess i'll go mccann but wouldn't touch this with any semblance of currency uh yeah i mean i'd I used to make fun of
0: Meatball but I I I like her man. She comes in, she fights, she gets pissed off, she gives everything she has. And so I be, that's the type of heart I like in a fighter. So even if someone might be a little have a little bit more technical experience, if they don't have that same heart as she does, she she's going to push past them. So uh I'm going to go with me, uh Molly the Meatball. I think she's going to continue to roll as the Meatball does.
1: <laughs> Sorry, my dad humor very much enjoyed that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, uh, first, uh, next up is our first bet. A uh, uh, little mixture of words there, but either. The next fight has our first bet of the night: Jimmy Rivera minus one forty versus Cody and plus one twenty. Cody stamen had fought as recently as a month ago within the quarantine, beating Mister Boom Boom Kelleher um, after. I think less than a week uh, after his brother passed away and he was able to get through that and pull this off. I, I, I just really see Stamen as on the upswing Rivera on the downside. And I just have a higher ceiling for Stamen. I think the wrestling will be there. I give Stamen the wrestling edge. His striking is coming along. Rivera probably has the more technical striking, but also Rivera's chin has shown to be a little bit shaky. So I like Stamen a lot here at the plus 120. We do have a bet on that at the, Plus one twenty one unit there, Mike. Further breakdown of how much we love Cody Stamen. Yeah, man. This is going to be a great fight. I mean,
0: these are two wrestlers uh, that have now decent striking or great striking. Um, you know, Rivera he, he he's he's a big right hand. That's literally uh, pretty much all he has. He it's it's it. I think that Cody has better wrestling all around, and that should really put some fear in Rivera and make him lose a lot of his power. I only see the the, uh, the fluke chance of Rivera uh, catching Cody um, with with something like a left hook or something random, uh, but I, I think that Cody Stammen's, uh world class wrestling is far superior than Rivera and that all day with him training with Joe Benavidez and our boy Gustavo Lopez who was just on the show talking about how hard they're training together. Uh, I love hearing the the stories of them. Uh, we're definitely going to back our boy Cody Stamen now. It's uh, you know going to be an easy bet.
1: I agree there. I'm just realizing, yes, we're on video for the first time. So for anyone watching on video that just witnessed me put some pills in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, that, pop in pills. Yeah, exactly. That, uh, it wasn't medicine. It, well, it's, no, it's not. It's just it's, it's ZMA to help me sleep because I don't get a lot of it. So I usually take it. I'm realizing this. I usually take it about mid show because it takes like a half hour to an hour to kick in. So I do it now and then I sleep nice and deep. And get my quality like five and a half, six hours of sleep, and then I'm ready to go. So I made that's sure, what that I made, was. I made sure to put my drugs to the side over here, <laughs> so know. that
0: I no one could see them. You know, the mine are just, just
1: mine are just nondescript little <laughs> capsule white pills. So either way, I could show you the bottle if I need yeah. to. But if you're if you're not used to that on the show, he, realizing that we're on video now, that's apparently now on the internet forever. So
0: <laughs> the bong out the picture, bro.
1: Uh moving on now. The co main event is Tim Elliott. He used to be a long-time favorite of mine. That's kind of faded away a little bit. He is 130 versus Ryan Benoit, plus 110. We already broke down this fight and told you all the reasons we like Tim Elliott, so we're not going to waste your time re-going over it. If you really want to re-listen to our breakdown, go on last week's show and listen to it. We wanted to give you guys a bet before the early goings. And actually, the line's jumped around a little bit, but it's back to where it was. Uh, Plus 110, so we have one unit on Ryan Benoit at plus 110. I'm not gonna do any more on this fight because we already talked about it. Mike, do you have anything new to throw in? Actually, the only little bit of news I have to throw into this fight is I did hear Tim Elliott is back at his old camp with James Krause, so that's good. He's also out of Vegas, but. Although, yeah, so like, that could be good for him, I guess. But uh, we're on the other side, so I hope it's not.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it's, uh, it's not going to help you stop quitting, and he loves to quit. So you saw how quick he tapped versus Brandon Royval, who's not even clear uh, close to Benoit's uh, ground game level. And it's just going to be an easy fight once he breaks Elliot's will.
1: Absolutely. Uh, the main event, uh, Calvin Cater versus Dan Ige. We don't like Danny Gay, but that's not why we're going to break the, down the fight this way. I'm going to preface that. I'm going to have a very, very short breakdown because I have a very simple breakdown of this fight before I throw it to Mike. Calvin Cater has superior boxing. He throws better combinations. He pours on more volume later and comes on strong as Danny Gay will fade. Could get a late finish, but he is just going to start layering, laying combinations in and around Danny Gay's face. So I think he's going to get the decision here. He's minus 305 or standing gaze plus 275. No bet whatsoever. This is a huge favorite, but I think he wins a comfortable decision here. If not a late TKO Mike thoughts on the main event for this fight card.
0: Yeah, man, as much uh, stuff as I've said about Dan Ige, he's uh, proved me wrong many, many times. Uh, he's getting better every time. But this, uh, Calvin Cater is just, to me, just uh, another level, another a, a size difference that is just going to be too much for him. Uh, Calvin Cater's boxing is super, super crisp. Um, there's, he throws straight punches right down the pipe. He moves really good defensively. And uh, his ground game is really good, especially his get-up game. Uh, I, I don't see Ige being able to pull this one out. And so
1: uh, I'd go cater on this one. Okay, so we're still not done. We have a whole other fight card. I know, exhausting, right? This one should go even faster than the last one. We're going to do quick picks again for the prelims, jump into the main event, And probably only have three fights on the main event that we're going to go deep into. uh, Because this fight island is basically get every single non-U.S.-based fighter a fight. So... There's a lot in there and some short notice ones. Um, so this is UFC on ESPN+. Plus. So this is going to be on the app there. Figueredo over Benavidez. Two for the title since Figueroa miss weight last time for flyweight. The first fight is Sergey Spivak. Minus 145 versus Carlos Felipe. Plus 125. I'm going to go Spivak. I think he's going to get a finish. Likely TKO. Mike Spivak Felipe.
0: I'll go with Spivak here. Just a little too much experience for the undefeated newcomer.
1: Next up, Davi Ramos, plus 175 versus Armand Soryukin, 210. In the past, I've been a big Davi Ramos fan, but I think this is just going to be too much for him. I do like Soryukin, and I actually think Soryuken has a good chance of getting a finish here. Mike, Soryukin Ramos.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ramos is good, but he's just always been outsized in whatever weight class he's been in. And so uh, that
1: I think that uh, Armin can get a, uh, win this fight. I'm not sure if this next fight is happening because it has been on the board um, since last week or before, but there's still no odds for it. Uh, Malcolm Gordon versus Amir al-Bazi. I don't know either of these fighters too well, so I'm actually even not going to pick. I'm not even sure if this fight is happening. So Mike, if you don't have a pick on this one, we can go ahead and move on. If I had to pick, I'd go with al Uh, Next up, Brett Johns, plus 175 versus Montel Jackson, minus 210. There's been a lot of hype on Montel Jackson. Brett Johns used to have that level of hype. Um, I think Montel Jackson is bigger and stronger. I think Johns does have uh, some sleek submission possibility here, but all in all, I'm going to go with uh, the favorite Jackson
0: yeah i'm gonna have to go with jackson i think he's just a little bit too much a little too athletic for johns but it's
1: gonna be a great fight next up joel alvarez plus 290 versus joe duffy minus 350 yes that joe duffy he is fighting again Uh, he's a big favorite mainly because of name his skill is higher here and he should win a clear decision but i don't know this seems a little bit high but i'm gonna go duffy mike duffy versus alvarez
0: yeah, I mean, Duffy has obviously more experience and everything like that, but I I mean, it's it, I don't trust him not with that number,
1: and I'm going to go with the the underdog. There you go. Grant Dawson -230 versus Nad Narimani +190. Mm, I kind of like Narimani. God, I'm just gonna go with Dawson I, I just I just don't know enough to go there but I I do like what I've seen from Narmani but I I think Dawson probably is gonna take it here Mike Dawson versus Narmani
0: uh man I I think that nad Nirmani trains uh, I believe he trains up with TriStar and he has a really good wrestling and so I, I would I would have to lean with nad Nimani just because
1: he's showing me more uh, determination. You're a big underdog if you like that one there. Yes, I realize it feels like the energy is slowing. And it is. It'll come back for the main card. I promise. Um, Kadis Ibragimov plus 160. Yes, the man who has lost at light heavyweight to Ed Herman in 2020. Sorry, I, I have terrible. to say that. Oh, it's that's terrible. just so that's just It's so bad. It's so bad. Versus Roman, Dal Daldizzi, some version of that is minus 185. Um, I got to go with Roman just strictly off Cadiz's last fight. Um, like, I know you know more about Roman than I do, so I'll toss it to you for this one.
0: Yeah, Roman Daldese, I mean, he's got some really good hands and some good ground game, so I think that he can easily win this fight and do whatever he wants to the kid. I wouldn't be surprised if he knocks him out or submits him.
1: Now we're to the main event. The excitement is back, at least for, like I said, three out of the five. Um, But it comes right back for the very, very first one, uh, Alexander, Alexandre. Pantoja. He's a minus 200 <laughs> favorite versus Asker Askarov. No, I said that one right because the name's the same thing. Plus an he um, He's a plus killed, 170. Killed it. I know, killed that one. Um, I really... Me and Mike were talking beforehand. Um, I really like Askar Askarov here uh, at the plus 170. I think those odds are ridiculous. I really like Pantoja, but I do think this is the type of stylistic matchup that he had to deal with against Dustin Ortiz, someone who is willing and able to stifle his scrambling ability and actually take those type of grappling situations away from him um i think this should be a pick em. so the plus 170 is fantastic odds in my opinion so we do have a bet on this one at plus 170 so that's one unit at the 170 mike break down this flyweight fight which might be who will eventually fight the winner of this main event
0: yeah, man, Askar Askarov—he's super impressive. His gas tank is really good. His wrestling is uh, the type of world class wrestling that I love, and his gas tank is always there. Um, he's going to be over there with a lot of. There's going to be a lot of fans uh, of his, and so I, I think that he's going to be able to do whatever. I'm I think he's going to be able to stifle, uh, Pantoja's ground game that he so heavily relies on. And if he does that, then he has to be just a striker, and he's not just a striker, Pantoja. He's a world class black belt. So I, I don't. I, I think Askarov ask has everything and more to to win this fight. So that's why I'm, we're confident throwing down that bet.
1: Almost forgot I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, Ariana Lipsky. Yes, her. She's a minus one thirty favorite versus uh, Luana Carolina plus one ten. Lean Lipsky. Oh. Pretty much just off uh, UFC experience, but this is likely going to be a close fight, so I guess I'll pick Lipsky, but if you want a little bit of dog money, Carolina's right there. But I, I do think Lipsky's going to pull it off. Close decision, probably 29-28, as many of these female MMA fights happen to be, at least in the low levels. Mike, Lipsky, Carolina.
0: Oh man, a lips, if I was going off looks, oh obviously Lipsky wins this all day. I mean, it, you know, her butt's good, everything looks good, so I... but. Uh, it's not it's a fight and Luana Carolina is is a little bit more dirty in that sense and so uh, even though she's newer and has less experience i it's a woman. it's a women's mma and lipsky hasn't shown me enough progression to to bet on her ever so i'd have to go with La uh, carolina
1: next up mark diakisi minus 160 versus rafael rafael Sorry, he's not Brazilian. Because <laughs> he is, uh, plus 140. See, that's, that's when you get the trickiness. You get the different pronunciations of the names just depending on country. But I had to double check. No, he is not Brazilian. So apologize for that, for offending anyone. There's actually another guy who trained in Kyrgyzstan, from, from Kyrgyzstan, just like the ladies 125 champion and also trains at Phuket, Thailand with a ton of people. Um, obviously, more famously, Peter Jan was just training there, but plenty of others. turned Woodley finished up to camp there. A lot of guys have gone there. Um, he is 7-1. and one. Um, Been impressed with him with, uh, with his win over Alex White, but I still don't think that's quite to the level of experience of Mark Diacchisi. Obviously, Mark Diacchisi has proven himself against... Fizzy level of competition. I'm not going to say because he hasn't proved himself over the highest level of competition because that's not where he is. His ceiling is much lower than that. But I do think he gets it here. uh, Veteran savvy and just more experience. And when he's flowing... He can really put some strikes together, and uh, if I recall correctly, he also has the reach advantage, so he'll be able to land at will. And so let me double check that he, although he went to college at the Kyrgyzstan Police Academy, he was born in Kazakhstan. So I don't want to make too many Eastern Bloc people mad at me, so I'm going to do my best to separate that the way it's supposed to be. i <laughs> like, your pick for Daikisi versus Fizyez.
0: Ah oh, man, in a striking contest, DiCasey uh, all day. Um, but this this is gonna get hairy with the judges over there at Fight Island in Dubai. Um, it, it's you know Faziz's gra- uh, wrestling game is is good enough to cause a little bit of fits, and DKC's Achilles heel is is I guess a great wrestler. Um, I wouldn't bet on DeCasy. Uh, I I couldn't throw that money down on it. But DeCasy should win off OG experience. But don't be surprised if Aziz uh, throws down a three round
1: wrestling clinic. Very possible. Very very possible. Especially with D'Casey's, uh takedown defense um, in the co main event. This is actually a really really good uh, middleweight fight. Let's Jack- go. Yeah, Jacker Manson is. Plus 100. Actually, these odds have tightened up uh, since I was originally making these notes. But he's plus 100 versus Kelvin Gastelum minus 120. I love Gastelum here. Obviously, Jack Hermanson's going to be a lot taller than him and probably a lot bigger than him. Like it's just that's just the case of Gastelum fighting at middleweight. The guy who should be fighting at welterweight if not lower. Uh, honestly, he'd be a guy that like 165 would probably be about perfect, even though it's in a weight class. I like Aslam's boxing. I think he can box up Hermanson and has uh the wrestling to be able to protect himself from going down to any type of submission. Uh and I don't know. I I, I really I really like Aslam here. Uh to the point that we have a bet on it. <laughs> so, uh that's 1.2 units at the -120 to win the one unit Mike, this co-main event Gastelum versus Hermanson.
0: Yeah, man, I can't wait for this fight. It is going to be absolute fireworks. Calvin uh, Gaslam has never disappointed me when he's uh, thrown down and Jack Hermanson the same. Uh, Jack Hermanson's only weakness to me is he's his striking is just not isn't good enough to get to the upper, upper echelon. He yeah, those had, single shots.
1: Yeah. It's all about and, those and single
0: shots. He, you could tell he's just not a confident striker, you know. Uh, Kelvin is a lot more confident. He's been in there with uh, wars with uh, Adesanya and, and, and people that, you know, uh, world-class strikers. So, I think that Calvin Gaslem has everything and anything for Jack Hermanson. Jack Hermanson relies heavily on a ground game and a guillotine choke that's never going to work on Calvin Gaslem. Um, I, I just, it's a bad matchup for Hermanson. His, Calvin Gaslem's wrestling is going to be able to stifle his takedowns. He's just going to be able to, I what I think is load up combos and finish Jack, but we'll see. I think that Calvin uh, will win this easily, and that's why we're throwing down the bet.
1: In the main event. Now, this was a good fight for what it lasted in their first We love first you, Joby. We do. We absolutely do. Davison Figueredo is a minus 200 favorite, mainly because there's a lot of hype on him. And he knocked out Joseph Benavidez the last time. Weird leanings into that, as we talked a little bit about when we were talking to Gustavo last week. Uh, Joseph Benavidez is plus 170. That's actually coming down. Uh, originally, Figueredo, when I was making this, was a much higher favorite. But things are starting to come down quite a bit. That first round, I had Joe B winning, clearly, uh, in their first time out. I thought the scrambles were looking good. I thought his striking was was looking good. And then it just ended in the second. And obviously, Figueredo missed weight. So for the vacant title, couldn't take it. So they're doing the rematch. It's so hard here because obviously, Figueredo has the power. But in terms of skill, I think it was even when we first broke down this fight, the last time out was Figueredo has the power. Benavides has everything else, and he pretty much does. So and the white, yeah, absolutely, and good, better camp, and just a lot, a lot of stuff going on there. So uh, we have no bet on this one currently, but man, I have to pick Joe B. Love Joe B. And I want a belt around his waist, so let's just give him a belt around his waist. Mike, the main event, Figueiredo Benavides, two
0: yeah man i mean we i mean last time they fought i i believe they had a clash of heads that was a little bit suspect that made joby wobble a little bit um he was looking good before that uh, but I, I I don't know if that clash of heads was the biggest reason. But I'm glad that we get to see another rematch just to see if that was. Joe B has been a pioneer of the sport. He's been a great guy. Uh, like Gustavo Lopez talked about uh, last week, he's just a great person. He gives good energy. He helps others. Um, he you know he puts in the work all the time. So I, I I'm we're gonna back our boy Joe B. I, I wouldn't put as this as a bet. But I think Joe B. deserves to win this fight. I, we're going to back him on this fight. And uh, I hope he comes home with a belt
1: so that he can retire. Now, as a quick review, we got quite a bit to review because we've had quite a bit of fights that we have gone over. We actually have a lot of underdog heavy bets here, which is a sign of a good thing in my opinion. Um. So reviewing the bets. First off, we have one unit at plus 120 on Cody Stamen. We have one unit at plus 110 for Ryan Benoit. We have one unit at plus 170 for Asker Askarov. And our only slight favorite that we have a bet on is 1.20 units at minus 120 for Kelvin Gastel. Now, Mike, before we say goodbye to everyone for next week, do you have anything final to say to our people? Uh, just we
0: can't appreciate you guys enough for uh, you know following watching subscribing liking and listening uh, you guys are all the shit you know we, we wouldn't be anything without you Bob and I would truly appreciate you and just take care of your families through these troubled times if you ever need a friend or any MMA advice you always hit uh, us up on Twitter and uh, make sure you go to MMA4Money.com and get yourself a NASCAR package because uh, mma For money you know he hit another NASCAR truck uh, last weekend and he just that's all he just keeps doing is just winning so Make sure you get yourself a NASCAR package.
1: Yes, absolutely. Go to the website. Check out what Prime's got going on. And obviously we got MMA Gangster back. So be looking out for his props that should be coming out, whether it be for this fight card or the next one. He's been doing great. His write-ups are also fantastic if you want to jump into those check out our previous shows our current shows our future shows our youtube which is about to just blow straight up because you'll get to look at mike every single show which we all know everyone's looking forward to but you know what we will be back next week to preview ufc on espn whitaker versus till i'm actually really hoping that's just a real awkward random catch weight of like 190 or 195 just because they don't care but we'll, we'll wait and see uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on your platform of choice whether it be apple podcast spotify google podcast overcast podcast rss feed please subscribe to the youtube we're really trying to grow that and these videos will start getting us there including the the snippets from the show like comment and share please leave a rating and review like all that stuff it just it does so much you don't know how much it does please 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 and with that let's, let's roll, roll.